Welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, a podcast focused on VR games. But one of the biggest pieces of news this past month has been that the PSVR 2 has recently been announced that it's coming out February 22nd for $550. And on November 15th, you can pre-order it. And it's going to be, you can register for a chance to get a pre-order already now. And I actually registered, even though I'm actually, I actually don't, I registered just for the hell of it, just to see, am I going to even get a chance to pre-order it? But I'm actually not that interested. Um, Alex, how do you feel about it? I am, I'm looking forward to the PSVR 2, but right now, I don't even have a PS5. That's the thing. It's like, I'd have to buy a PS5, and then I've got to buy a PSVR 2. And that's like a thousand pounds in this over here in the UK, just to play probably about three games that I'm interested in. One of them's kind of, I'm really interested in, and then the others are kind of semi. So until there's more games, I'm not going to do it. But I think it's good that we finally get, obviously, a release date and a, a price and everything. Yeah, I don't have a PS5 either. And I don't have a ton of money to throw around now, so it's just not worth it. Like we're both interested in Horizon Call of the Mountain. Yeah. But like what else is there that that you're interested in? I mean, I would have been interested in Resident Evil 8, but obviously we oh. had the VR mods, so we've played that now. Yeah. Um there is some stuff that got announced as well, some new games. Um so we've got that switchback VR, which is Kind of a sequel to Rush of Blood. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Rush of Blood? I had Rush of Blood, but I and I played it a little bit, and it didn't keep my interest. Right, so I didn't keep those, playing it. Yeah, for those that don't know, Rush of Blood's like a. It was a launch game for the original PlayStation VR, and it was you were on a roller coaster, and you're basically shooting. It's like a rail shooter in this horror themed, uh, horror yeah, horror themed roller coaster type thing based on the what's that game called until dawn yeah until mm-hmm. dawn yeah and then this this one is basically the the same thing but it's based on the dark pictures anthology series and one of the thing that they actually had in the um in the trailer they said about blinking because obviously the new psvr2 has got eye tracking mm-hmm. and apparently there's a level where if you blink the enemy moves towards you, so you've got to kind of keep your eyes open, which could be quite an interesting mechanic. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Hmm. It was in the trailer, but and the, and the, uh, there's a blog post about it as well. So when you blink in the game, mm-hmm. there's an enemy that will kind of like move towards you, but while you've got your eyes open, it stays still. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that could be really cool. Wow. Well, now I'm a little bit more interested. <laughs> But not yeah, enough. Not uh, enough to spend no, over no, no. a thousand. I mean, for me, there's got to be probably about a good five or six, you know, AAA quality games like the Call of the Mountain game, um, Call of the Mountain game that I want to buy. And then there's all this this sort of stuff's like extra. I'm not going to buy it just for these games. But if I had a PSVR two, then I would play them obviously. And the other thing we had was the Crossfire Sierra Squad, which Crossfire is actually a non VR series. But apparently, it's not amazingly great. Um, but in VR, obviously, that could be good. It's also four player co op through, a, uh, it's a single player campaign with co op support. So you're actually playing through levels. And it, one thing I have noticed, it's been surprising that after all this time, we haven't got a lot. I don't know if you've noticed this, Justin. We haven't got a lot of that Call of Duty style modern campaigns where you're actually going through with set piece moments and stuff. So this one. Definitely has my interest. Hmm. Uh, when I got a PSVR, the original one, what got me to buy it was Resident Evil 7 and a Wipeout Omega Collection because I heard how great that was, and that's an awesome game. And I think yeah. Moss also came out around that time, and that's when I was like, all right, I'll buy it now. So there need, need to be that level at least. For yeah, me I, I never bought the original PSVR because by the time I was interested in the games the technology of the the headset and everything just felt too old for me mm-hmm. like having to be forced to 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 be able to do like 180 room scale and, you know you can't physically turn around and stuff so I, I held off so my plan is that hopefully we're going to get remasters of games like um like blood and truth iron man 
Wipeout Omega Collection, Astrobot, all these really good original exclusives. Because if we get all those and we get some good new ones on top, then that's definitely, for me, that will make it worthwhile purchasing a, P- a PlayStation 5 and a PSVR 2 as well. And by then it'll be all discounted and maybe it'll be a bundle and maybe there'll be a whole new like remodel of the PS5. Yeah, because I was looking at the the price. Obviously, it's $550. How do you feel about that price? Uh, it doesn't surprise me that much. And um, mm. if you adjust for inflation, that's cheaper than the PSVR 1 was with the full kit when that first came out. Um, I, I, I did expect it to be... Uh, I thought that they were going to bring it lower than uh, the console, which was... Is that 500 500 over there? Yeah. yeah. So I thought it would be like four nine nine, similar price. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's only fifty dollars more. But I think the main thing is that when we look at the PSVR one, that was four hundred just for the headset. Then you needed the camera, yeah. and obviously the move control is separate. Yeah. So you were talking like nearly six hundred dollars originally for mm-hmm. the full kit, and then they did bring the price down. I think about a year later they dropped it, and then a year later they dropped it again. So I think they're gonna get those people that want to buy it straight away. And then obviously once they've dried up, they'll bring the price down. And then once interest dies, so I think in a couple of years, it'll be probably like $400 for a, for the full kit, which will be a reasonable price, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anything else on that? Uh, Game-wise, there was, this, there was the Light Brigade, which is a roguelite. So that's not, Really, something I was that interested in, but was that the one of... that looked like a Quest game? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got a feeling that one's going to come to Quest and PC. To be honest, I don't yeah. think all these that are announced are all going to be PSVR exclusives. Yeah, um, the other one that we haven't seen before was uh, Hello Neighbor Search oh, yeah. and Rescue, which is like a VR version of the flat game mm-hmm. Hello Neighbor, and it's been made by the um, Five Nights at Freddy developers, so they've ah. got a bit of experience with VR as well. Hmm. But yeah, other than that, it's all ports, ports of existing games. Like you've got the Jurassic World Aftermath collection, which is originally a Quest 2 exclusive. Mm-hmm. You also, we also know that the Star Wars, uh, what's it called? Edge of... Uh, Tales of the Galaxy's Edge or something? Yeah, that's that's coming as well, which was a, a Quest exclusive. So they're, they're obviously getting some of these exclusives from Quest and bringing them to, to PSVR 2 with like upgrades and enhanced graphics and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. There's definitely more and more games coming out, but there still hasn't been a big another big one like Call of the Mountain that's got me, you know, really wanting to buy one yet. Yeah, if Resident Evil Four, if that only came to PSVR two, then that would that would probably get me to buy one. But we know that's going to come to PC, and that's probably going to get a Prey Dog mod, you know. So yeah, and I think I think the the PSVR stuff is going to be just like an optional extra. Yeah. Stuff. I don't think it's going to be the main campaign. Yeah. I was watching some game gameplay of the Resident Evil Four remake, and it looks like there's lots of camera movement and stuff. Lots of mm-hmm. grabbing the you know the enemies are grabbing hold of you and stuff. So I don't think they're going to make that a full VR game yeah. officially. I think we're going to have to get that through Prey Dog, and it's probably not going to be. It's probably going to be not good for people who struggle with motion sickness. I think. Yeah. All right. So. uh do we get into our game recap? Yeah, I don't think there's anything else with the PSVR 2. Uh, a lot of people are looking at the launch lineup and they're kind of saying, you know, is that it? But we have got four months left until the release. And I do honestly think that they're going to have some more games. I think they said in the blog post, in fact, that they've got 20 more games to announce. So there's definitely more coming. So I'm going to wait to see what the rest of the games are before I kind of judge the launch lineup and say whether I think it's good or not. Okay, so uh, as far as our monthly recap, uh, I already talked about the Half-Life 2 VR mod, and I played through it and did a full playthrough videos of it, and so that was great. It felt like a native VR game, but I played the Half-Life 1 VR mod this past month. I did a video of that too. That one is not nearly as good as the Half-Life 2 VR mod because I had multiple crashes and, and other little issues, like climbing ladders was a... For me, climbing ladders in Half-Life 2, that wasn't an issue at all. But in this Half-Life 1 VR mod, I had a lot of problems. So I had to switch. Do you physically Mm -hmm. climb them? Yeah, you can physically climb them, but that's the problem. Physically climbing them, some of the ladders 
you just like, like you couldn't get over, say you're climbing a ladder up to get to a higher ledge. You couldn't pull yourself up onto that higher ledge unless the ladder extended like all the way up, like the wall, say, then you could just drop to the platform. But like some ladders only go up to like the uh, floor level of the platform you're trying to get to. And it's extremely hard to throw yourself up on there. So in cases like that, I just, for, for cases like that, I just switched it to the legacy climbing. So I just oh, push. Oh, so you could, you could actually use that. Yeah. Just like the thumbstick. Yeah. You just yeah. push up. Yeah. But then sometimes you actually veer off to the left or right off of the ladder. So right. there's, there's a setting there's, <clears throat> there's this half-life config VR config.exe in the install folder where you can modify a lot of stuff. And one of them was you can set it. You can, that's where you can choose the legacy climbing. And you can also set it so that you can't veer off left and right when you're climbing up ladders. And there's tons of settings right. in there. But right. I found out on the Steam's, Steam discussions that using the HD settings, because there's classic SD and HD, that using the HD settings tends to make it crash more. And that's what I was using. So maybe uh, use the SD setting. Because the classic setting is extremely pixelated looking. So I wouldn't recommend that. Right. The, the SD makes it look, you know, better and then the HD is the best. And if on the HD, I don't I can't remember if it was the SD also, but some of the scientists are female scientists. They they change some of the scientists and stuff. Oh, so right. I don't, Yeah, and they'll talk to you with a female voice. So they got I guess they got female voice actors. For I that. didn't realize it was that I thought it was just a straight port of the original game. I didn't realize they'd put some improvements as well to the graphics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so Yeah, it's it's still good, but I had two crashes again. That could just be because of the HD, but it, it can't yeah. compete with the Half Life Two VR mod. But not many, not many, even games. No, I mean that, can. that was that's a really polished mod that they've been yeah. working on for a long, long time. So, yeah. and that is, that's got like a literally a team of people. Mm-hmm. Whereas Half Life One, I believe it's just is it one guy or maybe a couple of guys? I don't know. Yeah, all I ever saw was yeah this guy named Max. So and maybe yeah, I think it's just one guy. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so you recommend it, but oh yeah, I recommend it, but yeah, don't do yeah. the HD unless you know you're okay with getting some crashes, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, it was fun. I'll go back into it. Yeah, the one well, because uh, um, there's a remake of the Half Life one. We, I don't know if you know about that called Black Baser. Yeah, I know which about is that. A, yeah, so I've been waiting for that to get a VR mod because it's obviously the same engine. So it'll be interesting to see if that happens at some point in the future because that's really good i played the mm-hmm. bit of that with vorpex but i uh, i never finished it so hopefully we get that with the vr mod in the future as well i don't think it had any sort of manual it might i can't remember actually did it have manual reloading there might have been some and you can actually swing the crowbar you know you don't have to like press a trigger to make it swing yeah um there might have been some manual reloading like the shotgun yeah so yes yeah, I, I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> I've played too many, too many things. Uh, yeah, so I'll, a game that I've been playing, which uh, came out this month, was Moss Book Two. Uh, it originally came out on the Quest and the PSVR before, but then it had like kind of stealth drop on Steam, and I've seen both me and you have played that one. Um, personally, it's my game of the year so far. I think it's absolutely amazing i absolutely loved it it's, it's the, basically the first game but just better in every way i couldn't find a single fault with it really i just thought it was really good start to finish took me about five and a half six hours so it's probably nearly double the length of the first game which is probably the main criticism i have of the first game was is very short and you've got more powers you you do things like you can actually grab hold of uh use your triggers and with your motion controls because if you don't know what this game is it's kind of third first person and third person at the same time so you're controlling this little mouse with your your thumbsticks like a a third person or an isometric view kind of viewpoint but you are also an actual entity in the game called the reader so then what you do is you lean in with your motion controls and you can move things to help your little mouse get around you can actually revive the mouse by grabbing and holding and pulling up um, and, and in the second game, they've done things like they've got these vines. And then when you brush your hand across, along the vines, then 
the leaves grow and then quill the mouse can actually climb up the vines and you can drag and pull things to make bridges it's really cool they've added a lot more like weapons that can be powered up and then you have to lean in and kind of push the trigger on the weapon to get to give it like a power up ability yeah really good game what did you think oh yeah and there was another character that you can play as i didn't want to say that ah, spoil, potential well, spoilers right. but i won't say yeah. how that happens or what yeah what the character does but it, there's yeah, a lot changes, more to it a lot it more changes up it. the gameplay yeah, different different weapons you get different times. Originally, you literally had that one sword. Yeah. Um, but now you've got the sword. You've got like this thing that you can throw and come back to you, and you get a big hammer as well. So there's there's mm-hmm. a lot more to it. There's a lot more progression. The the environments are, uh, are more varied. So you go to a lot more different locations. The co- there's an ending section which is really cool where it's kind of it messes with the gravity. So sometimes the you go like through these portals and you're on the side of a, of a of a wall or you're upside down but obviously you're viewing it from like a, a third person perspective so you can still see from your view but then in in first person yeah it's like, like an escher like that down. like that escher stairway painting yeah really yeah. cool i like that as well i thought it was really creative yeah. so overall I, I couldn't i mean I, I don't know if you could find anything you you didn't like but i just couldn't find a single thing wrong with it no i couldn't think of anything i didn't like but yeah, playing like Moss, the original Moss, I think is still my favorite platformer, even over like Astrobot. Um, like when I played Moss originally, I had like a better feeling of like you know of of wonder or or whatever you want to call it, you know, than I did playing this one because it was it's kind of like the same thing again. So yeah. it's just like kind of like everything, mostly most everything I did, I expected. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I feel like they've added enough new stuff to make it yeah. interesting. Um, I, one thing that I've, because it's been a while since I played the first Moss, and it just that character, this little quill mouse character, mm-hmm. it was amazing how much of a connection I felt, and it's just such a expressive character that it does little sign language to you and stuff, and does yeah. little dances when it, it it kills enemies and stuff. Really, really well done. Um, yeah, one of the best VR games in my opinion. And if if you if you're interested in trying it out, a game that's not typical VR, where you're kind of like in the game and you, uh, you know, you're actually shooting or whatever. You, this is one of the best ones to try because you are still, like I say, an entity. You can even look in reflections and see yourself and stuff. And Quill will actually look at you, and you can give a little high fives and things. But it's also bit more passive where you're some, a lot of the time you are just controlling this mouse and jumping and fighting and things so it's, it's really well done absolutely brilliant game and I, I think they're making another one based on the ending but yeah. yeah i'm definitely willing to play more of it and there are little scrolls you can find so there is a reason to go back in like replayability like if you wanted to get all those scrolls but i don't know if that does anything if you collect every yeah scroll, you know. whenever i whenever i saw a scroll i would always make sure to get it yeah. but i didn't obsess over like i definitely didn't get all of them when i looked at the because it's like a, a thing because sometimes you go back to this book section where you have mm-hmm. to turn pages and the story is being told to you i like the fact that they changed that environment up this time because that originally was you were cool just, yeah yeah originally you were just in this church and it was the same every time you went back to the book whereas now it kind of matched up with the location in the game so if you were in a snowy environment the church was kind of cold and had snow and stuff on it mm-hmm. and yeah it was really cool like going back listening to the story a bit more and then you've got the, like these these frames like these windows glass pane windows which as you find the scrolls they fill up so you can see how many scrolls you've found and yeah i definitely didn't find them all no i didn't either and then there's also all that fairy that magic dust stuff that fills up in that one little jar and i don't know if that matters yeah i think that's just when you destroy the boxes you get that little dust stuff yeah to me it was just like an achievement thing rather than anything useful so i I don't really personally chase achievements that much but if you are an achievement hunter then there is stuff there's reasons for you to keep coming back to it and revisiting old levels it might be because i was already used to the original but i felt like i had a harder time with the original's puzzles than i did in the sequel i don't know if you Um, can even remember yeah, I don't remember the first one being particularly that hard. 
I think maybe there was maybe one or two that I took me a little bit of time to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, I'm trying to think if there was anything I got stuck on. There was one where I was really confused because I didn't understand the mechanic of that new character's weapon yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. There were a couple of bits where I wasn't sure what to do. Yeah. But then as you got a new ability, it's like, because it, it's kind of Metroidvania style in a way where you go to an area mm-hmm. and then you can't access certain things until you get an, a new weapon or a new power up. Yeah. So then you can go back and then you can do certain things. So that was quite cool as well with the way that they opened up certain elements, like the certain scrolls that you can only get by having that power up. So you kind of need to go back. So that's probably why we didn't get all the scrolls. Cause you've got to go kind of go back to those areas mm-hmm. with your new powers yeah. to get the scrolls and stuff. So it's really well done. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you bought, if you haven't played the first game, they've got like a bundle with the two games together. And if you could play them one together, one back to back, you've basically got a really long, you know, eight to nine hour full length game because it, it literally leads on uh, directly after f- the first game. So when the first game finished, the second game starts immediately after that. So you could play both games back to back and it would morph, it would feel like one full game really. And mm-hmm. if you've already played the first game and you love it, then I would definitely recommend picking it up. It's, it's well worth the price in my opinion. And if you're on Steam and you already own the first game, you can get a little bit of discount with the, there's a bundle for both games and if you own the first game, you get a little bit like a 15% discount or something. Hmm. Okay, so I've gone back into Doom, the original, the old Doom from 1993. Um, so like in 2018 or something, I did videos of Doom, Doom 2, Heretic, and Quake, all in VR. And uh, I've been watching people lately um, on YouTube playing Brutal Doom, just, you know, regular flat screen. And that reminded me, I need to go back in and try that because I heard that the Brutal Doom mod has 3D rendered weapons now. So I've been going in and playing that in VR with these 3D rendered weapons. And Brutal Doom, what it does is it, it's just, a, it's easy to, to use To It's just this .pk3 file that you just have to load with, with like you could run it with just regular doom or doom 2 or even heretic no not heretic um but other doom versions of doom and it just makes it way more intense you know way more gory the explosions are are giant you know and extremely there's just like um fire everywhere and really loud and um you get all new weapons that are insane so I've been playing that. I've just been playing, messing with Doom a lot lately. Uh, there's a Zelda mod for Doom, and there's also like Mario mods for Doom, where you can play as Mario and kill Mario enemies. I've just been messing around with Doom. I need to. I've been meaning to do some videos of some of these levels to show them in VR. So uh, that's that. So this is—is is it like a the original game, but better than? Is that? Is that what it is? It's uh, so there's it's called there's a program called GZ Doom VR. And so it's a GZ Doom is this um, kind of open platform to play Doom wads, and um, this VR version is is geared toward VR, and it comes with the 3D rendered weapons, and uh, it's it's the original games, but you can just play them in VR, and you can put always run on, so you're just flying around the levels. That's what I like to do. I like to go full speed, right. running around. And you can yeah, you can add mods that'll improve the graphics. You could make all the enemies voxel voxelated enemies, so that they're three dimensional instead of just a flat two D cardboard cutout, which is how they are in the regular game. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's just I don't know. There, it doesn't get much better than Doom for me. Uh, yeah, you, you're a really old school kind of shooter guy. Yeah. Uh, personally, I, I'm kind of not into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I do like them a bit, but I find after a while, the repeti- repetitive nature of just running around shooting stuff, I need a break. I need like downtime where you, you're in between doing stuff, Yeah. which, you know, like the Half-Life games where you're not constantly shooting. Whereas I think you like, you know, like, like Serious Sam and all that sort of stuff. But where there's, you just... there's tons of secrets in Doom. You can always search for secrets. So that's yeah. that's one thing that I've always liked about Doom. Yeah. Secret compartments, secret rooms, and all sorts of stuff like that. If it didn't have yeah. that, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd like it that much. 
Yeah, I remember watching some of the Wolfenstein uh, game, like the doors and stuff. Like if you click on a painting and things, is it like yeah. that way? Yeah. There's certain tiles that you can click on and then it'll open up a door and you can find stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whenever you beat a level, it tells you how many, what percentage of the secrets you found. And usually it's a very low percentage or zero. So you can always go back in and try to find yeah. those secrets. Yeah, something I've never tried, but to be honest, I don't think it's my sort of thing. But if you're definitely obviously a retro gamer, then I think it's probably essential, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'll talk about my next game. Then one one thing we did last weekend was it was Halloween, obviously, and I decided to try Phasmophobia. And personally, I'm a bit of a chicken shit, so I can't handle VR horror very well. So I've been putting off this game. But a few people in the Discord I'm in said they'd come in with me. And I actually ended up enjoying it, but I didn't find it scary, which is kind of weird. I enjoy it. It's, it's kind of like a, almost like a detective game in a way where you're going into these houses and you have to find out what type of ghost it is. And you have to use certain equipment to find evidence and if you get enough evidence you can then check some boxes in like a a book and it then tells you which ghost is haunting that particular location so you're going in and you're setting equipment up and you you can actually you've got voice activation where you can actually talk to the ghost and sometimes if it's a particular type of ghost it actually responds to you in like this uh voice recorder and stuff yeah it's really cool it is a bit creepy i mean it's not like it's you know i'm not especially when you're on your own it's still feels a bit creepy and intense but i was never fully scared and i never really got really you know frightened to the point where i just couldn't play it anymore would you you, ha- you go on yeah would you have to see the ghost or monster more to actually get scared because in that game you don't see it often i don't think i, I don't think when I, I think when you see the ghosts and stuff that's not really what's scary about these games. I think it's more the tension, the build-up of not seeing stuff that makes things scarier. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't find... Maybe it was because I, when I saw the ghosts... Because when I first started it, I was obviously... I felt that apprehension of, of doing it. But once I figured out the mechanics of the game and the ghosts and everything, it kind of loses that fear because you know, oh, well, it's just you know, it's just a in-game ghost character that's going to come and like grab all because all, all that happens when you die you just see some hands kind of in your face and then you become like a dead ghost and you can walk around and pick things up and stuff there's no jump scare in this game which i do like there's no real script like the one we played which we're going to talk about in a little bit that's just a straight jump scare every single time you get killed whereas this one uh there's never there's never jump scares but there, it's more dynamic so when you're in the levels they're different every time the ghosts can, there's, there's something like 24 different ghosts. So there's crazy, and each one's different. They do different things. Some of like poltergeists, so they'll move things more. Some of them will actually come and show the like physical form more and attack you. So yeah, I, I found it really actually quite good fun and I'm hoping to play a bit later today actually. So Yeah, when we were playing earlier and you were like, hey, let's go into Phasmophobia. I was like, oh, because it's just too boring for me. Yeah, I, I'd be interested to see. Cause I, how much have you actually played of it? Have you played quite a lot uh, of it? I've uh, not a lot, but I've I don't know. I might have done five hours in it. Oh, that's quite a bit. Because when when we first started playing it, I was the same thing. I was saying like to 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 Josh, my friend, about I understand why you're saying what you're saying now because sometimes nothing happens and you like spend that time waiting for stuff and you're mm-hmm. just like walking around. But then sometimes stuff happens a lot more, and I, I quite like that dynamic as dynamic can't speak that dynamic is that right <laughs> aspect of it, mm-hmm. so that it, it it feels different every time, and you don't know what you're going to get. And I liked the you know using the equipment and stuff. I, I, there's something about the game that I do like. I don't I don't think I mean I, I definitely will want to play more of it, and I, I wouldn't play it by myself, but I think playing it with other people and just having a bit of a laugh and stuff, I think that makes it. A more fun experience hmm. yeah I don't, I don't know I, I can't get scared in these games so yeah, but you I, don't get scared anyway I, I, so. yeah i don't uh so i'm just begging for the fucking ghost to come out and do something like come kill me whatever something needs to happen because yeah, uh, the, the way that works with the you buy you have to buy equipment 
to go on your expeditions. Mm -hmm. And if you die, then you lose that equipment and you only get 50% of your cost back. Mm -hmm. So, and and when you first start, it's hard to get money as well. So the big thing, the fear for me wasn't that being scared of getting killed. It was scared of losing money because I knew that if I got, if I died, I'd lose money and then I'd have to struggle to buy equipment. So that's why, that's my incentive to not die more than just being scared of it. Okay. I never understood the economy in that game. I just, we, we spawned inside of a truck and then there were items there for us to use. And then, yeah, you get some to start with, but there's extra stuff that you need, like crucifixes and stuff. Cause you oh, can I use crucifixes to ward them off and, uh, like, uh, these incense sticks and stuff. There's a lot more depth to it than you think if you really mm. start looking into it. And I was reading up about some of the stuff with how it works and how you can ward off ghosts and stuff. It's quite interesting. I, I quite like the game. Hmm. All right. Um, what are we up to now? Oh, uh, requisition VR. So we yeah. both we got free keys for this. So thank you for that. Um, I played this alone. I didn't get to play it multiplayer. You played it multiplayer. Um, I was impressed by the graphics. I thought they were pretty good for an indie game. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, and so I went in. I first played the early access version. Not well, it still is early access. I mean, the pre-release version, and they only had two levels then. So there was a level inside of a house, and then there was a gas station. And in, in the house, you know, I went in the house, and you there there are objectives on your watch. It'll tell you you need to find all these certain things. And I liked that you had to go around and search for these things and complete objectives. And then after that, it was like, then you need to survive the waves or whatever of zombies. So then, um, but before that, you had to prepare the house. And there were like places where I could board up the windows. So I was boarding up the windows. But then I was like, wait a minute. These doors just swing around like saloon doors. And I was like, there's no way to lock the door. So what the hell am I even boarding up these windows for? So then I I ended up just realizing, I mean, I tried to craft some traps too. But once the zombies started coming, the traps seemed pretty useless. And I just ended up using long weapons like a a garden rake or a shovel, anything that was long. And I would just herd the zombies in through like I would stand on the stairway and they would just all come up the stairs and I would just go bop, bop, bop on the head and they would just all go down. And it was that was simple. And then the gas station was really easy too. Um, at the gas station, I again, I had to find items to fix my bus and the bus in the game it's hilarious how similar it seems to saints and sinners and also your backpack and even the items and that you that you find because you find lots of items that you can craft with and stuff and weapons all over the place they even look like they have the saints and sinners like hud on the items didn't you feel like it looked this seemed definitely like they were trying to uh copy saints and sinners with all that stuff yeah, there's a lot of similarities to, like you said, the inventory system is very similar. Yeah. Although you can't, you can't hold the backpack out. So when you pull the backpack, out, I don't know if they've changed it, but you couldn't. Like in Saints and Sins, you can pull it out and then it stays there. It stays in the and air. You, yeah. Whereas this one, you kind of have to hold it with one hand, and then you. So I would have preferred it if you could just like pull it out, stays there, and then you you do your stuff, and then you just put it back. Yeah. Um. um I mean, ov- overall, I didn't like this game. I thought it was pretty dull. Um. The crafting aspect is the most interesting part, mm-hmm. but I didn't find the crafting particularly that great to actually use. Like sometimes you had to tape stuff together and I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out. It was like hit and miss whether it even tapes stuff together. Yeah, that part was prob- weird. Yeah. I think the main problem is that the game is just easy. Like there's no, mm-hmm. the the enemies are so dumb. Yeah, they are And really you can just kill them really easily. So then all you're basically doing it's like you've just said, you can just walk up to them and just bop them and kill them. So what's the point in you even messing around crafting all this stuff if there's no real challenge or need to? So I I, I, I didn't play it as much as you. And mm-hmm. personally, it's not something I want to play anymore. If I want to play a zombie game, I've got Left 4 Dead with the VR mod uh, for multiplayer. And then you've got Saints and Sinners with the second one coming up soon for single player. So I've got no real incentive for me to keep playing this personally. Yeah, so I I went back in after release and I tried the third and the fourth level. The third level is a like a farm with barns, and that was it. Got a lot harder. I had to go around finding keys, and it said something about I needed to free people out of cells, but I couldn't find them. I just kept going around trying to find what I was supposed to do, 
And eventually <clears throat> I got cornered by this herd of zombies and I did get killed because I couldn't get out of the corner. I was, I was pretty much stuck. And I also noticed, yeah, there was a place where a bunch of items and even like a rocking chair, they were just like hovering in the air, like not like, like they were on an invisible platform. <clears throat> then the fourth level, it was a bunker. It was, I liked that they changed it up. At least you, you go into this house and then you have to walk around the house searching for a button that will open up a hidden bunker kind of like underneath the house. And you go down in there and there's, there's all this gas down there that'll kill you if you, it was funny. In this case, they were copying Half-Life Alex. You have to hold your hand to your mouth, just like an Alex, so that you can um, survive down in the gas. Isn't that what you had to do in Half-Life Alex, put your hand to your mouth? Yeah, there were like spores that you, yeah. it, it was where if you made noise, then there was a certain enemy that would uh, come get oh, you. Okay. So you had, you had to yeah. cover your mouth to stop yourself from coughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I was covering my mouth down there, but then all these zombies came out and I was like, well, I needed to get to like, I think I needed to get to my backpack to get some items. And, but then I would start coughing. And so I like, I don't know, I, I got overwhelmed again and got killed. So in the third and fourth stages, I, I couldn't survive. All right. Um, so yeah. you are on your own though. So yeah, I was I mean, on my this own. Is a, this is a multiplayer game. I don't know if it scales for people more people a lot of times these things they don't really scale very well so like if you've got four people the game might be significantly easier than if you've got you know two people yeah um like we were just playing valheim before this and we did the boss which josh kept saying oh it's really hard we're going to struggle and mm. it ended up being really easy because there were five of us literally surrounding the thing so uh, depending on how many people play depends on how easy it's going to be i think i, I think I think it's got potential, but mm -hmm. I'm just not sure if I'm interested in another zombie yeah. VR game, to be honest. Yeah, it's early access, so yeah, probably just wait for them to develop it more. But they have uh, apparently released a lot of patches and they are actually fixing stuff. And mm -hmm. like you said, there's more levels already. So mm -hmm. I think it's one to keep an eye on, but it depends on... I w it's definitely one that I wouldn't play on my own. It's something that maybe with friends, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the next game is actually a mod for Half-Life Alex. Every now and then we get these really good Half-Life Alex mods which come out, which I always find myself playing because I still like that game. So this new one's called The Undertow. Um, it's spelled U-N-D-E-R-T-O-W if you want to look it up on the Steam Workshop. And it's about about an hour long, I think. So it's a reasonable length. And you start off, you go into this nightclub. There's a lot of custom assets and stuff. They've made they've made some really good use of some of the enemies. Like you go into this nightclub, and it's full of zombies, but the zombies aren't they aren't killing you. They they're like dancing, and it's you know it's, it's it's different to anything else I've tried. It was fun. And then event, yeah, it's definitely interesting. And then you you go. To do something, you've got this briefcase. You've got to give one of the combine who's only got one eye, and he talks to you in this Australian accent. And then the voice acting's pretty good as well. I will mention that. And then once you've done that, then obviously things change, and you get into a fight, and you take these psychedelics. And then you, the psychedelic part towards the end was the most interesting part for me, because you you're like on this trip, and then you've got a shield which is like this magnetic. What, what do you call it? Like a uh, energy shield that you can hold, to, mm -hmm. and then you used your like at the end of the th the main game, Half Life Alex game. You can grab these orbs with your hand and then like throw them. Yeah, and yeah, it was really cool. The, I think the main problem I have with these games, these mods, is that I've already put like fifty hours into Half Life Alex with different mods already, so I'm kind of bored of that same gameplay loop. I find the enemies in Half-Life Alex very spongy. You have to put a lot of bullets into them to kill them. Um, so the, the combat is probably getting a bit too stale for me. But if you haven't played loads of Half-Life Alex like me, you'll want to go back to it and, and play something, then I definitely recommend this mod. It's, it's definitely worth checking out. What really stood out to me for this mod was the voice acting because they got an actress to do the voice of, of Alex. And then they had, you know, like you said, the Australian guy and 
probably some other voice actors. I think the voice lines from Alex are kind of from the game. I think they've just reused them in in certain ways. Yeah, I recognize a lot of the voice lines. But the guy who talks to you, like the combine guy, Mm. he. I liked the fact that you were going in. The combine were there, and they weren't attacking you and stuff. I I thought that was cool. Being able to like get up close to them and stuff. Yeah. And then obviously it kind of switches back and things change, but. It's definitely one of the better ones I've tried. So if, if you're looking for something to play and you like Half-Life Alex, then check this one out. One thing about it, you know how you said you like the part where it got all trippy? Yeah. That's the stuff I like the least in all of these really? games. Really? Yeah. I hated an Alex where the things everything gets all weird. I don't like any oh, of that stuff. Oh, I love stuff. that. I, I, where it goes like upside down. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. No. I love that. I love being, I love being on like, I like it when it's not just based on you just walking down a normal path and there's trippy stuff going on. Yeah. Did you ever play, what's that called? Transcendence? Is that transference? Trans- yeah. Yeah. Transference. What did you think yeah, I that? played that. Yeah, that was okay. It, it has a lot of stuff like that. Like, I think in Half-Life Alex, it didn't make sense to me why all that right. was happening. In this, it, it makes sense that you're t- you took a drug. So that doesn't bother me. Okay. I don't like the levels where you're... You're super powered up and throwing those orbs. I don't like that mm. either. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just like, all right, this is just like too easy. Yeah, um, it wasn't. I mean, the one thing at is, that point, it's not hard. It's not hard at all. Yeah. I mean, there are mods that you can add on top which make things harder. There's like uh, mods to make the combine harder and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, I tried. I tried that mod and. The combine can literally kill you one shot. Like no, screw that. And I was like, no, that's not. I'm not the gunplay wasn't too easy. I got close to dying in this mod. With, there was one. There's one yeah. section when where you're in the actual main dance floor when they, yeah. they start attacking you. That was hard. Yeah. And I, I had to run around and get health to yeah. stay alive. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. So the drug part that was fine by me because it made sense. Um, it was just that next to last level of Alex. Yeah. Was it because of uh, how close we it, were to the end? Is that, I can't remember why it was because, got so crazy. I mean, it, it, you've got to probably understand the lore of yeah. Half-Life, but because we were getting close to the, we were getting close to the G-Man. Yeah. And he's, he's some sort of inter- interdimensional being or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 So as you were getting close to him, things were getting all crazy and I yeah. loved that section. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I loved fighting the Striders, stuff like that. Mm. Um, but, yeah. you know, the wacky stuff, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, so, what, are you up or me? No, I'm up. I've, I've run out. Yeah, Ragnarok. Um, so, I, I played this uh, recently because I've ha- I have all these. There's two DLCs for this, and they've also added more songs to the main game. So there's a ton of songs now. I have all the songs for Ragnarok. Ragnarok, it's a it's a Viking uh, rhythm game where you have four drums in front of you and you use both your controllers to beat the drums, and, you know, and, and the notes are coming at you. And it it's like metal. It's metal music. It's but it's like it's like Celtic Viking ish kind of pirate sounding music. And it really appeals to me The you know, way more than like the type of shit they have on Beat Saber. I'd much rather play Ragnarok over Beat Saber or anything else. And um, they're leaderboards, and uh, so I'd really recommend it. I I was playing it with my B-Haptic vest, but since I moved, I think I've lost my dongle. I need a dongle tracker. Uh, I need dongle tracking, like 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 we need dick tracking to find that dongle. I can't find it, so my B-Haptic vest is uh, useless to me right now. So. But it feels really cool when you're hit. One. Hmm. Wonder if you can get another dongle. Yeah, somewhere. I need to. I need to look into buying another one. It, it's really cool hitting the drums and yeah, these uh, these uh, sound these what what are they called? Uh, I already said it. Uh, rhythm games. These rhythm games are really cool with a haptic vest on, um, just because you, you you feel every note in your body. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'd like to find that thing again. So I think that's all about Ragnarok. So I tried it once, but I think I was kind of rhythm gamed out, so I didn't really put much time into it. But um, yeah, you mentioned it's got multiplayer, so I'd be oh, interested yeah. in giving that a go. Yeah, you can do up to six-person multiplayer. So each person is on his own Viking ship, 
and you can see them going past you, which will like, you know, really put the, it's really tense. Cause you're like, Oh shit, he's beating me. I got to do better. And, and you know, so every time I played it with people, it's really fun. Yeah. But that might be because I was uh, winning, <laughs> winning my races. Cause I have, I have way more time in this game than most people. I have like 14 hours in it. Right. Yeah. Um, so the other both, the other things I have on the list we both played. Yeah, we both played these. Yeah. So we tried that Devour. Um yeah. we tried that the weekend before Halloween. It's only five pounds, it's really cheap. And it's basically kind of similar to Phasmophobia in a way, where well it's kind of it's a horror game with up to four people co op. And you talked about this on this previously i think but i think yeah i don't think you really knew what you were doing as much but, no uh, but we, yeah we tried it and we, we discovered some stuff out because it don't really tell you a lot don't really tell you much in the game you have to figure a lot of stuff out yourself but the per the point of the game is that you go into a level and then you have to f find these certain things to sacrifice and apparently each levels have different things that you have to sacrifice and there's different enemies that come and get you so in this level that we tried the goats they're like these red-eyed goats that you have to get you have to let them out the cage and then they all run off into the house and you have to search and find them and then you have to to lure them in with hay and then while they're eating the hay you can grab all of them by the necks and then carry them to this big like fire pit and then you have to get fuel to put in the fire pit to light the fire and you have to keep the fire going so there's this, this kind of that like you're running running backwards and forwards to the back of the house to try and sacrifice these goats and you have to sacrifice 10 goats. And if you do that, then you you win the game. But whilst you're doing that, there are, there's this woman and she is trying to kill you. But she doesn't kill... When you first start, she's really dormant. So you can walk up to her and she basically doesn't do anything. Eventually, she will attack you, but it takes a while. And when she does, she kind of just runs straight towards you and grabs you and then... The, she pops up in your face like a jump scare every time. It never never really scared me until she did that from behind when I didn't see her coming. And that literally made me jump. But it's kind of like Five Nights at Freddy's where when the enemy gets you, it, it just pops up in your face and makes a loud screaming noise. And then what she does is she grabs you and she drags you to somewhere else in the house. So you, if you struggle with motion sickness, you might struggle with this game because it literally, you're still you can still see what happens and she's literally like dragging you through the house and then she'll take you to a different part of the house and then your teammates can then revive you with the medic medic pack which is spread out around the house as well but then you can crawl around when you're dead so you can crawl to a medic kit and then you can say to your teammates or you know because you can see your downed teammate but you can't see in the medic kits until you're right on top of them but then when you're dead you can see the medic pit so you can kind of direct your teammates to the medicates but then as you progress she gets more and more aggressive and then towards the end she's just like an absolute nutter and she never stops running around yeah alex had to revive us a million times i only died four times and you guys died like 20 times or something. yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's quite funny yeah and we got nine goats sacrificed and then she killed us all yeah because yeah. she was running around like towards the end she she like sprouts these horns out of her head yeah. And she was just constantly running. Like, she doesn't stop at that point. So, it, And there's no way to stop her, neither. Like Originally, yeah. you could use your view. You've got, like, a UV light, and you can slow her down. She doesn't slow down. There's no way to kind of stop her from getting you. So it felt almost impossible. So you, you could never do this game on your own. It's, like, mm -hmm. literally impossible. You have to have people. And obviously, four people would be easier. We, there were three of us, and we got to the last goat, and then she wiped us all out. But, yeah, also... I mean, you know, more enemies spawn at, on the ground. So sometimes I was getting caught by these enemies that I didn't even notice because they were crawling on the ground. Yeah, there's like these goat yeah. kind of half man, half goat kind. Yeah. They're like crawling around. But you can destroy them with the UV light. Yeah. So you could just... But the, the UV light wears out. You can get batteries to recharge it, but then it recharges it by itself. So I think sometimes uh, you probably didn't have enough battery and then you'd run out and then the, the goat people would get you. But... I thought it was okay, but I don't know. Once you got, once I got a hang of the gameplay loop, it was kind of a boring, really. You literally just run around, you get some hay, 
you get a go, you take it to the back, you repeat that over and over whilst she runs around. It's inevitable. It's impossible for you to go through this without getting caught by her. She will not. Yeah. It's just it's just never going to happen. So you are going to you are going to get killed. Well, you don't get killed. You get downed. And that again, it it was no it was not scary because it was just you happen so much. Like you you died. You got down. Was it fifteen times or something? So Probably. You were spending most of the game downed. Yeah. And constantly being caught. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the other problem is it has performance issues. I didn't have good performance, did you? No. Yeah. It's definitely. I mean, we've got pretty good systems, and it was struggling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was okay, but it was something I played and I refunded it. I didn't. I wasn't bothered about playing any more of it. But yeah. apparently, the more levels and the more enemies. So and th- and there's an option in the settings for arachnophobia. So I'm presuming there's spiders in one of them as well. So it might be worth you know playing more of it. But mm-hmm. I just found the loop of itself a bit dull. And it is really cheap. It's you know you don't it's five pounds or mm-hmm. was it like seven dollars for you or something? I don't know. I think it was five bucks for me. Oh, maybe it was cheaper for me then. Like, yeah, it was. Know. It was really cheap. I, oh, mm-hmm. maybe it was like three pound fifty or something. Really, hmm. really cheap price. So if if you want to try it out, then it's worth giving a go, but for me, I found it a bit. I mean, it's not scary, mm-hmm. um, and I, I just felt like it was a bit unfair the way. If you need a way to be able to stop her from getting you towards the end, because it was just it was just complete chance that she was just going to run into you because she's just nonstop running yeah. throughout the entire house. She's not even, and she'll just grab you, and then you, 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 there's nothing you can do. So maybe it's like phasmophobia, and maybe there's stuff you have to buy. I don't know. I didn't see anything like that. Like oh, with okay. Phasmophobia, you've got the section in the beginning where you can buy stuff and you can upgrade stuff. Whereas this, I didn't see any of that stuff, but maybe we need to put more time in it. I don't know. Mm. But if the, you like that sort of game, then maybe, but I didn't think it was anything special. And another thing we played multiplayer was Left 4 Dead 2 Ghostbusters Dark Carnival. So this is a mod somebody created for Left 4 Dead 2 which has its own VR mod. And so this was something in the workshop, but it had all of these extra uh, add-ons that automatically came with it. So when we first loaded into this thing, I was really impressed by the Ghostbusters characters. Like the avatars look great. So they had Egon, Venkman, Ray, and Winston, and they all look great. And then you even see the, what is it? Is it called Ecto-1? Is that the car? Yeah, you get the detail... I think we probably would have been better off playing it without a lot of the shit that we had on because I, I kind of feel like that ruined some of it. But Yeah, uh, there was the one that I found. Like, I just searched for like, Dark Carnival in the workshop and it, it, it showed me the one that I found. That Yeah, because all- they recommend for using the Slimer. There's like a Slimer mod yeah. which changes the zombies to Slimers. Yeah, but um, then there was the one that you had where it had all the extra stuff. So I don't know which you're supposed to use. Yeah, there were like Star Wars guns and all sorts of different stuff changed in. There was, see, there's like Ash from Evil Dead. There's Freddy Krueger, Hellraiser, Chucky. There's tons of added, like, you know, creatures and stuff and things that I didn't feel like they belonged. So I don't know if that was the way it was intended. Hmm. Maybe we need to try it with just the main mod. But I think the main thing that, because I didn't, we didn't finish it. The main thing that really annoyed me was when you get to the safe house, there was like a, uh, it was like a mini game where mm-hmm. you're in like a library from the film type of situation. Yeah. You've got these books flying, but then we'd, we just, we just randomly die sometimes. Like you walked into a corner, there was nothing there and you yeah. just died. So then we, we, we died the first time and then we had to start right from the beginning of the game again. Yep. And then we went all the way back to the safe house, tried this mini game again, and then we all died again. Yeah, this time yeah. it was yeah and, and then it was like oh yeah we know. died at the same place basically in the library and just yeah. said yeah this isn't worth playing anymore yeah if if that bit was better or maybe if that wasn't even included i would have probably still carried on with it yeah but that situation or maybe even if it restarted you at that section so you could do the mini game from there mm-hmm. but the fact that you had to start right from the beginning and go all the way through just to get to that point again yeah it just didn't make it worth my time and I think we did probably some of the extra stuff like the Star Wars guns and stuff probably made it worse. So mm-hmm. I think my yeah. advice would be to get the Dark Carnival, uh, Ghostbusters, 
add on add the slimers like it says in the in the in the mod for that yeah the slimer think, replaces all the regular zombies with slimers and i think there is actually uh i think the ghostbuster characters are add-ons as well so that if you want to replace uh you know the main characters that you play there's probably separate mods for that so you could probably pick and choose and make it a bit better but yeah i mean there's a lot of add-ons actually for left for dead which we've we've been looking at and i definitely want to play more of these levels because there's some really cool ones i wonder why i wonder if it's too hard to mod a weapon so that you see something like a proton pack gun shooting a stream of whatever the hell that's called out yeah i think you would have to literally change the game mechanics of the game because obviously as it is you're basically just using guns on ghosts uh they, they used star wars guns on this thing we did to make it feel more like a you know a ghost gun i guess but mm-hmm. it, didn't, it didn't feel particularly good to use in my opinion yeah but yeah there is actually a, a ghostbusters game where you use like proton packs and it's four player it's actually five player because you've got four people who are the ghostbusters with the proton packs and then you've got one person who plays the ghost and they mm-hmm. can actually it's like prop hunt where they can possess things and they have to like run away and then the ghostbusters are trying to catch the ghost and they can use traps and they can get it in the trap and stuff that looks quite cool but it's not VR, but it is Unreal Engine 4. Mm-hmm. So that Unreal Injector we mentioned last month should work with it. So that's something to look forward to, I think. Okay. And you want yeah, to the talk last about... thing we tried was GTFO. Uh, I think it's some, was it Nick uh, likes this game, didn't he? Yeah, Nick used to like this game until I think, yeah, the. The, the game got updated, so the mod stopped working. And then I don't think he played it again after that. Yeah, we tried it because the mod's been fixed. But ever since they did these new updates, the performance has gone really, really bad mm-hmm. to the point where we've had to literally turn everything to low just to get it to run. And we're still not getting a stable. I'm still seeing dips to like 50, 60 frames per second. And the game don't look so great because it, even like the textures have to be low because apparently otherwise it crashes and stuff. So... Mm-hmm. We tried it. I thought it was okay. I like the concept of it, mm-hmm. but obviously, it's not a very uh, easy game. Like there was a large learning curve for people coming into the game, like having to learn how how it yeah. works and everything. And when I heard how hard this game is, I thought it was going to be like balls to the wall action, and it's not like that at all. Most of this game, you're just going through corridors, just like looking for stuff or trying to find where to go. But then once you do find enemies. It's like they're overpowered and kill you pretty easily. Yeah, I think the main thing is that you've got to kind of be stealthy sometimes because mm-hmm. if you just use all your guns, yeah. you run out of ammo and then you're left struggling when the actual main... Because there are these doors where you have to sound an alarm and then yeah. you have to stand in a specific, a specific spot and then like a horde will come at you and you can set up sentry guns and stuff and that's quite cool. I like setting up all sentry guns. Mm-hmm. And then you, you'll have to... St- all huddled together in this spot and then fight off the waves whilst the door opens. So that I, li- I like the concept of it and maybe we just need to put more time into learning how it all works, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not, it's one of those games that I think you'd have to put a bit of time in to get used to how it all is. And you have to use like these computers and stuff and then put in, you have to physically type like these queries to then find out where, the locations are for certain things you need. So it's quite an interesting game, but you do need to put a bit of time in to learn how it all works. And it's not something that you can just jump in and just run around with a gun shooting everything. Yeah. And then the menus are hard to figure out also just to get the game going. We struggle. Oh yeah. The UI sucks with that. Yeah. We had a real, we really struggled just to get into a game and find a game that we could join together because the UI was just so convoluted. It, it, it was really difficult to figure out how to even find a game. Mm-hmm. But once you're in a game, it was fine. I mean, I, it's not something I'm rushing to play again, but I do think that it's got potential to be good if we could learn the game itself. Yeah, and the last game we played was Valheim. We were playing today. What do we, how would we have, five people? Yeah, we ended up with five people. Yeah. I played a bit of this before with the VR mod. Uh, you played it a while ago with the VR mod. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you should talk about this one because I know you've seen a, the difference between when you first tried it and now. 
Yeah, it it was uh, it was better this time. Um, I think yeah, their performance was better, and I think uh, it's like more room scale now. Before, I think the room scale was a little bit broken, and the interface. I think I think they improved the interface, and the HUD a little bit. Um, I didn't know what I was doing before when I played it, and I didn't know. I still <laughs> I was learning from them because they they've been playing it recently. I I couldn't remember what to do. But yeah, I mean, we were we were running around looking for for uh, you know supplies and trying to craft stuff. And I think it's it's a it's a great game in VR. Like this is a really good mod. Um, it's not really janky. It's just the the, the only the, the trouble is just learning the game and and like learning yeah. the controls and, and you know what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it's another. It's, it's a survival game where you basically just. Do, spend a lot of time grinding, having to build things, get wood, find wild animals to kill to get meat and leather. And you do a lot of that stuff. And then there's five bosses that you have to kill to finish the game. Uh, and we literally just killed one of the first bosses today. So, yeah. um, But we, we had to learn a lot ourselves as we go. And the controls as well are quite, with the motion controls, like figuring out all the buttons and everything. Because there's a lot... You have to craft things and you've got inventory to manage and stuff. So there's a lot to learn. So it's another one where you've got to put in a few hours just to really get a feel for how the game works, really. And how would you know to like what to do to get to that first boss we did? Did somebody tell uh, you guys? I think the crow, there's a crow that you can mm -hmm. talk that gives you information. I think he tells you. Uh, but we, we learned from someone else who'd put loads of time into it. So okay. we didn't really have to learn ourselves. Uh, but yeah, you you have to get, I think it's like ten antlers from deer. Mm -hmm. But the deer are quite hard to kill. You have to use your bow and arrow, so you've got to try and get stuff to craft a bow and arrow, kill the deer. Once you get the deer, then you can take it to a specific spot, and then you use that to summon the boss. And then we killed the boss. And the boss was like this massive deer that shoots lightning out of it and stuff. It was quite cool. But because there were five of us, it was very easy. We we. I think it was struggling to figure out who to attack because it constantly kept moving yeah. towards someone and then it moved to someone else. And I don't think I even took any damage, to be honest. Yeah, I killed a bunch of deer by sneaking up on them and just beating them with my axe. Oh, did so you manage yeah, to do that? Yeah. yeah, you can do that if you if you sneak enough. Yeah, because you can sneak, but you use stamina when you sneak, so you can mm -hmm. only move so far. And once your stamina runs out, then all of a sudden you'll sprint and walk like normal. So yeah. it's interesting because they don't have like a separate stamina meter. Your stamina is also your health. So once your stamina runs out, it leaves you vulnerable because you've got no health as well. So it's an interesting way of doing it. And even just swinging it. your axe, doesn't that probably use up stamina? I think most things, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the more you do, the more you level up as well. So like just by being sneaky, you get more, you level up your sneak. And if you run, you level up your running. So it's it's, it's not very complicated in that way. Uh, you just have to just do the things that you want to level up and you get more levels so and it it looks great and the music is is great too like i was just thinking i could just wander around in this forest for hours yeah i mean yeah. It's visually it's nice yeah and the water there's like the we we put a base next to the sea and the water like the way the waves are coming in and the light and the sky box and everything looks nice and it's got day to night cycles and there was a big storm and the trees were swaying and there was lightning and rain and stuff. It's great. It's great to play in VR. I'm not really into survival games, but uh, because this one's got the co-op, I don't mind doing it as much. But like stuff where it's single player, I tend to find myself getting a bit more bored. And, and more people you have, obviously, the because you can have up to 10 people. So the more people you have, the faster you're going to progress because you're going to be able to work together to, uh, you know, pull your resources together and then tackle the bosses. So... If you like that sort of survival game, and especially co-op, I definitely recommend checking out this VR mod for Velheim. Yeah. All right, so that's everything we've played in the past month. So any upcoming games we need to talk about? Like, okay, Among Us VR is one I know is coming out soon in November. Yeah, um, I'm interested in that. Yeah. Uh, the thing is you can play that on PC. I think it's Quest exclusive. Um, but you can play a really good version of that in VR chat anyway. So yeah. if you wanted to play Among Us, you could just load up VR chat and there's a really cool VR chat version of Among Us. 
So which looks better as well because the 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 one that they do in the official ones kind of really cartoony, whereas mm-hmm. this one's a bit more uh, realistic looking. Hmm. And um, what else is coming out this month? Oh yeah, Gambit, which is what a four player shooter. It's some sort of co-op thing. I thought watched some footage of that. It's very quest. It's very quest. Uh, okay. Uh, visually, yeah. Um, let me see. I know next month we've got a couple because uh, I'm not sure whether we're doing a. I don't know what your plans are for the podcast for next. Yeah, month. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm recording next month. Not sure. Uh, I'm personally busy with work for the next month, so I can't do it. So maybe Nick can come back or someone else can right. just jump in. But, oh yeah, Broken Edge, that sword fighting game. That's coming out this month. Yeah, hey, and then next month is um, Saints and Sinners. The fir- yeah, the first of December, Saints and Sinners two. Mm-hmm. But apparently, I mean, they've only announced it for the quest. But I, I'm only assuming that it's going to come to Steam at the same time. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, but if it doesn't, it'll be coming up after. And then there's the a game called Hubris VR, which is coming out on the seventh of December, and that and looks you, really. You did a video of that one. Yeah, because there was a, there's actually a demo. I think you can try that now. I think the demo's still up. I'll, I'll check. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a very very pretty looking game where you're in like an alien planet. It's very sci-fi, and you can swim underwater and you're climbing up the sides and you get a gun and you have to kill certain things. Looks what it's got really got high production value. So uh, I would definitely take a look at the the trailer for that one. Though the demo's not up anymore, but. Uh, yeah, this is one that I've been looking forward to for a while. Mm-hmm. Anything else you can think of? That's all I can know. That's all I can think of. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that I'm particularly interested in. All right. Well, I uh, I guess I'll give away some keys to some games if you've made it this far into the podcast. So here is a fisher. These are all Steam keys. Uh, a fisherman's tale. J J five Y H D E D nine X eight B D T G, and uh, so hopefully I said all that correctly. Um, ah, screw it. Why don't I just give it another way? Another one. All right, Pistol Whip. I haven't played that game in a long time. Did you ever play Pistol Whip? Yeah, I liked when it first came out. I played it for like eight hours in a week. And oh shit! Was, my legs were sore, but I just kept playing it. I got really addicted to it. Mm-hmm. But then, like I say, I'm a bit rhythm gamed out, so I, yeah. I, I lost interest. And they they have these cool little campaigns that they kept adding. Yeah, yeah, I did both of those. Yeah, that's yeah. like the only thing that came me back, brought me back to the game. Yeah, so it was worth going back for those. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, other than that, I, I don't really play it much. Okay, here's a pistol whip key. Seven seven E Z eight P W T Z Y K X P zero L. So if you've made it this far in the podcast, you can uh, enjoy those keys. And I think that's it. So thanks for listening. Anything else, Alex? Thank you for listening to us. Appreciate you. All right, that's it.